0: Welcome to Egg Foo, what? the first and only podcast about people eating stuff. I'm Mike Lisk.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Egg Foo. Mike, I like the way you're giving it your own little swirl there
2: now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. I'm working on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's good,
0: <laughs>
1: but I, I like the effort.
0: Okay. Well.
1: Speaking of good, though, before we get started. Mm-hmm. I know people doubted me about my magical toast from last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got some uh, criticism.
1: Who cares? Uh, <laughs> even better. After oh. just doing toast, you know, just butter, mm-hmm. it occurred to me, I'm going to do this in my Lisk voice. It occurred to me, why not just put, a, put some tuna fish on it? I, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on the impression. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so... I made a tuna fish sandwich with it, and I should patent this. It is incredible Uh because you get the outside, the crispy, crunchy toast. Right. The inside is like a beautiful, warm pillow of wonderful bread that's soft and inviting. And it's the double texture as you hit the tuna, which sidebar i hate to say i've been killing it with my tuna fish lately the perfect mix sometimes you do too much Mm -hmm. mayo because i like to do like four jars at once and then eat it throughout the week Mm -hmm. or as i'm standing there uh the my last two batches the mayo to tuna fish ratio has been dare i say perfect so but anyway How, how
0: have you achieved this do you measure the mayo
1: no no, just just kind of luck and more stirring. More stirring.
0: I, more what stirring, kind of mayo. I'm a
1: little more aggressive with the stirring. Held back a bit on the mayo. Because usually what I do is dump the mayo, stir, instantly get tired of stirring, more mayo, and then all of a sudden it's tuna oh, soup. Too, you know. too
0: much mayo is worse than too little mayo.
1: So so I dial it back at first. Mix a little. Don't be scared to mix. And you're right, as I'm thinking about it, I should chill my fork before I use it to stir so it doesn't heat may affect the mayonnaise or the fish. Good point, Mike. Uh, and stir Pay more attention to it like you would scrambled eggs or an omelet. And then both times, just the perfect amount. Because I do love mayo, so I'm going to always mm-hmm. have a little more than like maybe you would. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, it's been so. For those who are doubting me about this toast, try it with tuna fish. Off the charts. We're gonna start getting money for this, Mike. Don't <laughs> worry about it. You are about to be uh-huh. a rich. Uh huh.
0: Now, what is what mail do you use? I, I I'm a Hellman's man, but I I
1: from my last one I, I switched to Dukes just because why not? Uh, either either one. Okay. A. And the tuna Cassano again is. Uh... What tuna do you use? Oh, Bumblebee. Solid white Bum- albacore, bumblebee, okay. right. In in water. Yeah. Uh I've I've had the Wegmans brand, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whichever one you kind of run into first. Uh yeah, but you, bumblebee, it's more important. It's solid white albacore in water. Okay. Do chill your fork. Do plenty of mixing. Easy with the mail. Let it come to you. On this perfect half-toasted bread. You stir with plate. a fork? I stir with a fork, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? A spoon. Well, then the mayo and stuff gets lodged in the spoon. Then you got to do the thwack to get rid of it. And then you, it just because never It Does not get stuck between the tongs of the fork?
0: No. No.
1: Not anywhere as much as it does in the bowl of the spoon or whatever it's going. Okay. Uh,
0: I haven't made I haven't made south. tuna in a while because uh there was a great uh Italian deli in Bayonne that I got they had the like you said the perfect ratio of mayo and the tuna was great um so I got dependent on uh just picking up a large container of tuna there every once in a while um this Saturday was my last day in Bayonne Oh I'm officially out so 30 uh, years yeah. Just about 30 years. Yeah. And, um, so I thought as I was leaving Bayonne, I would hit some of my favorite food stops on the way out. So mm-hmm. I started downtown at the fifth street deli. They have great, uh, macaroni salad, coleslaw, potato salad. That's what they're known for.
1: I have a question as you go into this journey, which I'm jealous of, <laughs> uh, were you worried you'd get emotional?
0: No, you know what I was worried about—that I I wouldn't escape Bayonne. That that some calamity would befall me uh, in, yeah. in 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 a way in, in a way of a car accident or something. Because okay. in Bayonne, it, it's a whole different driving style. Just to just to ed, you know make a turn, you have yeah. to like edge out just to see the other cars coming because you have no visibility. So you almost have to use the force. Use the force. With, <laughs> may the force be with you in Bayonne. Yeah. May the force be with you when you're driving around Bayonne and you have to make a left-hand turn and you can't see <laughs> because you got to edge. It's called edging out, and sometimes you edge out at the wrong time, and uh, then, then of course you get the horn. Of course, uh, you know one of the last things I you know enjoy. I got a chuckle out of um, somebody. You know, uh, of course it's a ritual in Bayonne. Somebody uh, blowing their horn because somebody is not moving fast enough at the green light. That's mm-hmm. a Bayonne ritual. <laughs> you know, it's just like wow. you're 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 not moving fast enough in Bayonne. Somebody's gonna give you the horn at the light, you know? And I've done it myself. You know, some people get distracted by their phones. You gotta, you know, remind them, you know, they're driving. Um, so anyway, I hit the fifth street deli. Hold on. So I all I asked you was. Were you afraid
1: you were going to get emotional <laughs> on this food journey? Yeah, and what I got is a screeching rebuke of drivers of Bayonne, <laughs> plus a bit of an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I,
0: I didn't. I didn't know if I was going to get out. I was like, you know, am I going to get out? Is this really going to happen?
1: This particular time, or like forever? Forever. <laughs> like,
0: okay. So, <laughs> this is the last day. This
2: you bail, were worried gonna... if you
0: couldn't pull off this food tour, you'd never get out? <laughs> I, I thought something was going to happen. I, I thought, like you know, I couldn't, you know, I could it couldn't just go smoothly and it didn't because, uh, so I, I, hit, right. the, I hit the, I hit the fifth going? street deli and, uh, and I got my, uh, salads, um, got a little attitude from, uh, the woman behind the counter, which was, you know, fair, you know, fair, fair, fair that she gave me a little attitude. Um, <laughs> how long have you been going to this place is this a this, this was the, the place i was going least to i mean this is all the way downtown so we'll start low, build up it's yeah it's out of way so now i'm going I'm, I'm heading back uptown in the turnpike and uh i'm gonna hit alex and terry's a great polish deli fantastic corned beef sandwiches pastrami sandwiches enormous and they're not they don't rip you off they you know they're not expensive well, uh you like that. Food, potato pancakes but what i didn't know it, it was getting it was about quarter to four in the afternoon i didn't realize they close early on saturday so they wrap things up at four o'clock and uh i got there about 10 to four the door was locked already you know am i going to be an idiot and pound i mean i think people were still in there no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm gonna let them go. You know, they wanna get out. I'm not gonna be that guy, you know, putting Don't on a scene.
1: Guy. Not not as you're leaving town.
0: Not as not as I'm leaving town. They wanna leave a, a bad impression. And that would give
1: time and opportunity to ensnag you to somehow have to stay in Bayonne and never
0: leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now I'm one for one. Now I'm gonna hit another uh, an Italian deli, you know. Or one for two. Or one for two, one for two, yes. One for two. And now I'm going to hit Bon Appetit, uh, an Italian deli uptown. I get a good spot. It's hard getting parking near there. It's hard getting parking anywhere in Bayonne. Mm. And um, I go for the door. Not only is it locked, I take a peek in the, the window. The place is closed.
1: Is Bayonne a nursing home? Why is everything
0: shutting down? I don't know what's now, what going you on. Well, this 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 was, you know, really sad because that was one of my favorite places. They had changed owners maybe a, a year or two. And then they, they were trying to do it. It had a restaurant attached to it. And I think they closed a the restaurant first, which was, I guess, a bad sign. Then they started to try and be a a coffee shop in the morning and an Italian deli in the afternoon. They brought in a pizza oven. They were making investments to try. Uh, I I think they lost customers. And, you know, when when it changed hands, I never noticed a big decline in the quality. Um, But I guess maybe some people did and they stopped going there. So that was sad. You know, a little uh, went out on a sad note with uh, one of my favorite places is closed. So one I was three. one for three. Yeah. Which is not a bad average in baseball. But
1: it should be better for being able to go into a restaurant.
0: Yeah, it should be better. hard, be easier to do than hit a baseball. Yeah, a little. Hmm. So it was with some uh, it was a little bittersweet departure from Bayonne. I did make it home and now I'm. Wait, that's it? <laughs> that's it. That's your whole food track? Well, three stops. Place, I mean, you went to one place and then two others were closed. How many
1: stops did you think I was going to make? I thought it'd be more of a winding journey, like
0: 10 or something. No, no, I, I couldn't stop at 10 places. I mean,
1: <laughs> and only, and you only got to go into one.
0: I only got one. Yeah. You should just have a- just
1: taken off and said goodbye,
0: Bayonne, forever then. Yeah. Just- you know it was bittersweet saying goodbye to my barber the week before, and this was another disappointment, but my new my new new life has begun um in in Howell, but I've been living here for oh, two and a half years anyway. Mm. It was just a matter of uh stop paying for that expensive storage unit <laughs> I yeah. had in Bayonne, which is over so I'm just you know I mean I was
1: when I left Brooklyn. I realized not only was I emotional about leaving the people, but because I'd lived in the same building for 15 years, I'd gotten used to seeing the same bodega, the same shop here, the same this here, the same guy sitting here over and over and over. And so I, last time walking through all that stuff, I was super emotional. I was like, Oh, the last time I'm going to see where I get my daily news, Mm -hmm. this guy, whatever. Uh, but you seem to be very I mean, you got ice water in your veins. I mean, we know that
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I like I said, I haven't really been living up there. You know, I even got sort of uh you know, just annoyed because I you know, the the parking situation up there. So yeah, the the longer you're away from that, uh the more annoying it is when you revisit it. So well, uh let me ask you this. Is there an era of
1: your years in Bayonne? uh that if you could could tip your hat and say goodbye to as you're leaving because it always gets me like when a great baseball player or some or any athlete is retiring and the last time they're walking off the field these you know their teammates come up and hug him or whatever yeah and I'm always like is he thinking about them who he's probably known for most of them a couple of months you know they're kids in the league for 20 years and, or is he a little bum like the old crew? Like when Jeter retired, is he a little bum like Paul O'Neill and Tino and, and that crew from the glory days mm-hmm. aren't there? Uh, so is there a little, I mean, you sound like you were peeling out of So, but is there a little small era that if you could have had a moment to say goodbye to, you know, it's like 94 to 98, whatever. Something you could have, uh, you would have been a little more, uh, uh, Touched but,
0: by. Well, yeah, I mean, it sort of de- my my job situation fluctuated in my later years there. You know, I mean, I was scrambling for mm-hmm. the, like uh, the last 10 years um, when I lost my job in publishing mm-hmm. and I had to reinvent myself, as they say. Um, <laughs> and I re- I reinvented myself as a part time bartender beer mm-hmm. tender at different stadiums and stuff it was uh you know i look back on it and i was like well okay i scrambled it was hectic but at least i was keeping my head above water mm-hmm. um the bars i worked at uh are gone um so i i don't I, you know that crowd has been dispersed mm-hmm. um some of the people have died uh that's sad but um So, I mean, the early years were fun in Bayonne. Um, I was on my own for the first time. I I had previously had roommate situations. And so that was different. I kind of liked it. Uh, I like being able to walk places in Bayonne rather than being dependent on the car all the time.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, no, I I had great times there and uh, crazy times, so. Um, I'll always remember Bayonne. It's part of me. I think. I think. I, uh, you know. Uh, I brought a little bit of Bayonne down here. You know, I had a, an incident the other day. Um, another skirmish.
2: Here another, we skir-
0: go. skirmish. <laughs> another skirmish. Another skirmish in my one-man war against With self-checkout at the oh, quick boy. check.
2: <laughs> These I people. Told-
0: I, t- I told you that previous story where a guy literally moved my stuff from in front of his register to the self checkout. Oh, really? So this was a different incident. You know, uh, this was early, you know what, this wasn't late night. Um, there were actually two clerks behind the counter at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for, I'm like, okay, well, somebody, you know, one of these people can help me. Right. There's two. And uh, one woman was down on her knees I don't know what she was doing, stocking uh, some some of those stupid cartridges for vapes, you know, which mm-hmm. must be annoying. I can I can understand that being a new annoying job they have to do. But uh, this other young lady was available. I said, you know, I just said nicely to her, you know, where could I check out, you know? And then the one who's on her knees, she Please. jumps up and starts giving me sass. <laughs> She's like, does she give you lip? Yeah, she was giving me lip.
2: Hello. Like, no.
0: I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Come on, lady.
2: The is in
0: the house. And, and she, you know, she was, you know, not much younger than me. She was an older lady. um, And she's giving me this sass. So here I am trying to defend their jobs. You know, I don't want them to be replaced. I want human contact when I go out in the world. You know, even the. if warrior. Yeah, a noble warrior—that's me.
1: Mike Lisk, noble warrior,
0: and you know, I was a little frazzled by the, the the intensity of the sass, and you know, I kind of you know gave her my resume where I dealt with the public sector. <laughs> so I'm talking about working in a liquor store, and you know, Can we fast forward to you two getting married, <laughs> you two eloping that night, right? But then I then I then I pulled out this old chestnut just to like really sort of seal the deal that I'm some sort of grumpy old fart. I go, whatever happened, whatever happened to the customer is always right.
1: Don't say, oh.
0: <laughs> I
1: threw it out there. And did, did she total it? Were you totally vindicated? She was like, oh, you know what? You're so right.
0: She was stymied. She She could not retort. And that kind of, and then the, the young lady who was just sort of observing this uh, consented to do it. And of course, I, I you know, interjected, "Hey, because I, I've got my bags. I'm bringing bags into the quick check every time now. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my part for the environment. I'm bringing my bags. I'm, I'm bagging the items. I'm doing half uh, their job. Noble you know? warrior. All I'm asking is that they scan my items." You know, I've had problems with you know things not scanning on the, on a the quick self self checkout, and then then you just stand there with your thumb up, thumb up your ass because what do you do now? Oh, my machine isn't working. You know, you wave. My machine has a problem. You got to know what you're doing, especially if you're doing produce. <laughs> well, produce, yeah. No, I've done it before. It's not like I, I'm I'm you know I've never done it before, but I prefer. Human interaction. Can can we get a sense of the
1: sass? (laughs) Uh, Why don't we do this? I'll Uh be you. Uh and you be sassy lady? Ready? Um, Excuse me, miss, who, by the way, I totally respect your job, and I'd like to do anything I can to keep it going. Uh, Might you help me
0: with my transaction here? We're very busy here, and there's self-checkout right here she can do the self-checkout for you as well, which well, makes no, no sense at all. And, and I, I've seen them trying I'm to do the slash. self-checkout. They're, they're, they're reaching, it's a, it's a, they have to reach around the thing. So it's harder for them than if they just open the register, <laughs> deal with the register, you know? Um, it yeah. is, a, I, I have a picture from a couple of
1: years ago. I walked into a Walmart and they had these big posters up everywhere. About uh, patting themselves on the back for creating jobs, Walmart's the best at, you know, creating jobs for people, mm-hmm. and they were plastered all through the self-checkout center, which was like <laughs>
2: yeah. 20,
1: 20 of them, twenty. And wow. i laughed at the uh, irony. So mm-hmm. yeah, that does
0: sound like some sass
1: I, I don't want to say I doubt of <laughs> you about the stats. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that is some lip that would have gotten my attention.
0: Yeah, and you know, it was it was because she was like sort of low. She was mm-hmm. like I said, she was practically on her knees, and just sort of turned and lashed out. I mean, I felt like, uh, you know, it was like uh, a feral, uh, rabid uh, oh. attack dog or something. <laughs> like, really? And,
1: and your first date with this lady
0: is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've had... Will they or
1: won't they thing going here? I think I'm seeing
2: sparks, Mike. I
0: think I've had pleasant encounters with her before. It's never been an issue, but uh, yeah, Yeah, she was not in a good mood that day. I'm writing that down. Will they or won't they? (laughs) Little Um, Sam and Diane thing going here. Sam and Diane thing, yeah. Anyway, um, (laughs) I suggested a new topic uh, there's a hot topic on YouTube. I thought maybe this would be a way for us to increase viewership. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I follow all these record guys on YouTube.
1: All right, Mike, you can't announce that you're doing something to please the people.
2: <laughs> you
0: can't let people see that. Uh, well, it's it's not just to please the people, but to draw in more people. And these record heads have have hit on a topic. Mm-hmm. and it's increase, it's boosting their uh their views and they're so they're all doing it so i want to grab a little bit of their thunder and uh steer it over here is that such a bad thing i am saying more and
1: more and i'm getting hooked into one guy on twitter i'm sorry Exter or whatever uh where they'll be <laughs> let's, like let's not let's not call it let's
0: not go along with this stupid name it, it's dumb. i'm not getting it yeah yeah uh, i'm never gonna call it Exter or whatever the hell it is now
1: and I've done it on Xmas time over the years. Xmas time. <laughs> Twitter time. Uh, <laughs> it out. steal album. it from you? Steal it from me. Uh, like uh, the best side ones, song one on an album or close or whatever. Like uh-huh. a guy recently did uh, 50 best B-sides. Stuff like that's great. Uh-huh. So I've been getting a lot of that. But uh.
0: Yeah, the one that's going now is called The 10 Records I Listen To The Most. So it's just 10 of your go-to records you you've, you've been going yeah albums albums
2: okay
0: yeah. um right. i try to you know uh have a, a lot of variety so i'm i'm always still looking for things i recently got into shoegaze genre you know that <laughs> you know that genre i are you the first person who is burp, 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 burp
1: years old who is getting into shoegaze? Music? <laughs> well, I ignored it. Remo next.
0: <laughs> no, I ignored it at the time. I, I listened to uh, My Bloody Valentine, which is they seem to influence all of these bands, you know. And I was never yeah. a huge fan of them, but maybe just now it's like it, it. You know it. It doesn't matter what the vocals are saying because you can. The vocals are very buried in the mix. You can barely make out what they're saying. Uh, But I kind of like that swirling sound that they go for. Um, Maybe a little chaotic. Mike Lesk, always evolving. (laughs) But but there's a compilation called Waves of Distortion. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's their nuggets, you know, for shoegaze people. Yeah.
1: Nuggets, which just celebrated its 50th anniversary, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw some of the, I guess they were doing some shows at the city winery. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never been to that place. Have you ever been there? Well, uh, the one in DC, I mean, I think they're everywhere. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that where you saw
1: That's where I saw Soul Asylum.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, no. uh, But, you know, I figured this is going to be like the best of that genre. And yeah, I, I kind of liked some of the stuff I heard and delved in a little deeper with the bands I kind of liked. But anyway, uh so this uh ten records I listened to the most ever or just at this moment. It's I guess in your lifetime. So that's uh, the way I approached it because uh I read something recently that between the ages of 12 and 22 is one is when most people sort of find music and they find the music they like and they kind of lock in and that's kind of it. I mean, I know people who still like the music from high school and that's fine. High school, college, you know, uh, they're satisfied, you know, I mean, not a lot of people go further than that. They don't want to, but uh, so I'm thinking, well, yeah, that period of time, there were certain records that I would listen to a lot uh, more than I do when I get a new record now
2: mm-hmm
0: so this record came to mind yeah bob dylan's greatest hits volume two
1: well that used to be everywhere all the time no matter where you went right
0: you see the visuals
2: yeah
0: <laughs> we're trying to be a visual podcast here
2: i don't uh. hear them <laughs>
0: I I got this record. I mean, it's it's now it's uh, old timey, the yeah. old Columbia House Record Club, you know, uh, ten records for a nickel or whatever the hell it was, you know. Yeah. I think and 12. I, I, I so I, that was literally my first Bob Dylan album. They had it. They had it in a, the record club. I mm-hmm. I think I ended up getting some Kiss records at the same time. So that's shows I was all over the map at the time. <laughs> so, so that's that's a bit of a wash. I wasn't wasn't very sophisticated when i got that record but young but when I, I when i got it i mean i played it you know and uh i went through it side by side it's a double album and i just uh became that's when i became a bob dylan fan you know i've been a bob dylan fan ever since mm-hmm. um i guess how, how how would you compare
1: that to when i was a kid the big one was hot rocks the stones greatest hits
0: that was big in my circle of friends um yeah i mean it's yeah that's a, that's a, that's a good one um we we played that a lot uh at my friend's house where we played a lot of music while shooting pool oh, um tough guy, tough guy. <laughs> shooting pool and then he had a pool so he'd shoot some pool and then go jump in the pool
1: <laughs> that and is living the life we'd
0: be, we'd be blasting records the whole time uh this this is a friend who did not care about his records he would just throw them into a pile on the floor <laughs> so all these audio files on uh, youtube would be aghast at his treatment what's that
1: did you snatch him up and you know take them to a better home
0: <laughs> no i mean i i just tried to ensure that my records made it back into the uh covers yeah but another Bob Dylan record I could just as easily have picked for just most plays. Blood on the Tracks. Always been a favorite of mine. I think that's my favorite
1: Dylan album.
0: Yeah, there's just something about it. The sound is unique. Uh, the, the songs are great. I guess a the only less song... filler,
1: less filler in that than some of the others.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, it's a little tighter. I think the only song that and it's a long song, is uh, Lily Rosemary and the yeah, but
1: I like that hey, Jack, like, even though it's kind of a goofy, I like it.
0: Um, yeah, Jack of Hearts. Yeah, it's yeah, it's johnny bounces, it's, it's johnny and yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe too johnny for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I get that, uh-huh. but but to me, that's I, it's a fun song. I like it. It's not a song I don't like, like it's right, not
0: a yeah, anymore, but um, but uh, yeah, that that's uh. Uh, Johnny music and herky jerky music is uh i don't know i i don't like either herky jerky or johnny um you mentioned the stones i like johnny better than herky jerky yeah okay
1: that's why that's why i was never i've never been able to get in a rap because so much of his herky you know it's like Uh,
0: oh i say yeah yeah so with me it was like uh some of roxy music yeah uh, the sparks um,
1: usually, usually i mean with exceptions i like a flow like a you know melodic flow rhythm you know mm-hmm, yeah probably why i love the remotes you know? yeah yeah <laughs> uh
0: there is so a rolling funny. stone record that made it of course Exile on main street came out the year i was born i can actually identify i mean it doesn't give away much on a spine but i can actually ad- identify this record by the spine now um just uh you know, I still enjoy listening to it. Um, side three was always uh you know a little difficult to get into, but uh you know side one was killer, side two is you know, kind of you got uh sweet Virginia on there, so some country sounds. Uh then the weird side three with ventilator blues, and mm. but then they come back on side four all down the line and you know I'm always, I'm always bummed out side one
1: starts off with my favorite stone song rocks yeah. off but then it does like rip this joint uh some other blues thing right i'm like do, do, do we
0: need that yeah i'm like i get it you like blues <laughs> do we need, i think there's two Dipshame. in a row Dipshame. but it's got tumbling dice on there too that's
1: great yeah. But yeah, hip shake or whatever. Yeah, rip this joint. Total waste of space. After the great "Racks Off" and tumbling, uh, and then there's another. What's the other song? Casino boogie. Yes. So I guess tumbling dice and racks off, which are two of the best Stone songs. Period.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other than that, I could do without the other three songs on that side. But you seem to like it, so I can just go fuck myself. I guess <laughs> I, that's what you're saying. No, I'm just saying
0: it's it's when did you get
1: that album? That particular
0: It's a sprawling album. Yeah, a double album, so you get a lot of stuff. Um there's there's a couple more double albums heading heading our way. Think Ooh. about double albums. They yeah, they give you a lot to, to to handle. You get your money's worth. Um so and the more sprawling the better, I guess is the way I look at it. Uh, yeah. of
2: course that's fair.
0: Grateful Dead. Uh, what is that? <laughs> I
2: mean, I dead.
1: Oh God, of course.
0: You've never seen this album. You don't
1: even don't know what it looks him.
0: like.
1: I mean, number one, you know I hate the Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't even recognize. Like I, I, I didn't even think. Oh, that's a Dead, dead album.
0: I had to, had to include some Dead, and now that, that was. I, I'm gonna let you talk while I go take a ten minute walk. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll keep it short. Um, but that record is, you know, an entryway. If you don't like that record, then you're done. Yeah. I mean, if you can't see your way in with that album, which is for, you know, for you, there's no jamming on it. They're all mm. relatively, you know, shorter songs. But actually, that that record wasn't my entryway. I I, I got a, a double album, Still Your Face, which is uh, sort of a, a mixed bag of uh, they just grabbed some live versions of songs and threw it together. And uh, it's generally disliked by most Deadheads. But, you know, I didn't know better at the time. And it was one of the first albums I got by them. I used mm-hmm. to listen to that all the time. Why uh, do the Deadheads not like it? Well, it's it's not like, it doesn't have the real flow of the live shows. Um, they're from 74, which is a good year for them. I like some of the versions of the songs on there. But, you know, these the, the dead purists, they want full shows all the time. <laughs> they, oh, I see. That's they've nice. always got, I guess they always have three hours to just listen it's a to. It's <laughs> process. They just have three hours available to them all the time to listen to a full show. Uh, I can deal with, you know, snippets of shows, you know, highlights. And that's what uh, Still Your Face was. But uh, yeah, thumbs down from the purist on that one. And me. <laughs> And of course, another one of your favorites. I just, I just saw that
1: today for some reason.
0: Neil Young on the beach.
1: Why don't did it pop up
0: somewhere today? Oh yeah, you, you saw it. Yeah, my buddy Neil. Your buddy Neil. I used to my come buddy. home in high school and just play side, side two all the time on the beach. Motion Pictures, Ambulance Blues. I became obsessed with that, those, those three songs on that album. So yeah, I, between I, that, I did
1: learn an interesting Neil Young fact uh, today. Uh-huh. Can you name the first song Neil Young ever played in front of an audience? I give you a hint. Hmm. It was a cover. Hmm that's
0: a good uh, trivia question i have Thank no you. idea really
1: uh it won't be long
0: it won't be long by who uh the beatles it oh, won't okay. be long yeah yeah oh, okay really wow okay yeah,
1: yeah. little trivia for you
0: i've never even heard him never really heard him acknowledge much about the beatles to, over his career to tell you the truth
1: Splash that out at your next
0: fancy welcome to how dinner party you're going to <laughs> and i'll I'll put this up there for uh another favorite neil young mm-hmm. it's a it's a downer it's uh not chipper and I you know I don't know what this rec wow this record's been through a lot. what the hell is that? some sort of smudge is Neil Young generally <laughs> known as being chipper? <laughs> No, but he, you know, he has his more rocking, rocking out moments, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. this is, uh,
0: this is rocking out at times, but it's uh, a downer. He had lost a band member and a crew member uh, to drugs. So he was not in a very good uh, frame of mind, Mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes adversity can bring out the best in an artist. And I would say this was a, a good example of that. Mm hmm this record feels like it's it's been water damaged um i thought (laughs) one way i could have done it because in my in my house i shared we shared records me and my brothers Mm -hmm. so i you know have three had three brothers listening to the records and you could you know i could i can look at the the spines of the albums and see the ones that are busting out you know and when it's starting to bust out along the spine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nothing <laughs> wrong. And uh, just looking at at some of the records, and it was always my my youngest brother, who would fix who would fixate on a record and just play it to death. I mean, I, the records I had to replace are the ones that he liked a lot, <laughs> and he just would play it to death. That's what uh, I did
1: when I was younger. Yeah.
0: A lot of a lot of Elvis Costello, uh, Talking Heads um i'm looking at the spines and they're all busted out i'm like oh yeah that's when uh my brother got into those bands um busted out (laughs) they were busted out here's another record can we agree on this one
1: no no i can never get i can never love the birds or grand parsons sorry wow okay
0: Anyway, this was pivotal, I guess, in my getting into some country music. This is a nice.
1: We're looking at Sweetheart of the Rodeo by the Birds,
0: ladies yeah, and gentlemen. A nice transition. What are your favorite tracks on that one? What are your cuts? And then uh, my brothers used to give me grief when I started getting into country music. Because uh, they were all rock and roll. And they felt like I was uh, turning into a uh, old fart, I guess. Was a birds that's bird Mike music Sunday music. music, you know, because a lot, you know, on Sundays I would relax. You know, I'm not rocking out on Sunday. You rock Sunday. out
1: the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Monday through Saturday yeah. Mike is a- rocking. Can we rest with the rock on Sunday?
1: If the if it's good enough, if resting is good enough for the Lord, it's good enough for Mike Liskin rocking.
0: Here's an example of that busted out spine I was talking about. Yeah,
1: can you see that? Would you say the birds were the bridge to you liking country?
0: Yeah, there were one of them, uh, Bob Dylan, you know, Nashville Skyline. Um, but then I, uh, I picked up, I don't have it nearby. Um, the Smithsonian Institute put out, uh, you know, this eight record box set. Uh, classic collection of country. Mm-hmm. And um, that was sort of my gateway Uh, as well and uh yeah i took a lot of grief for listening to country i was still relatively young Mm -hmm. and and everybody around me is like what's wrong with mike you know (laughs) he's going soft he's going soft
1: (laughs) he rocks all week (laughs) but then sundays (laughs) he doesn't rock Uh there we go all right that's a good one
0: now this is this is a uh this one, my my brother did destroy. Uh, I originally got the import. Uh, We're talking the, about London
1: Calling, of course. London Calling, the this Clash. Radio,
0: Mike, not TV. <laughs> the Clash, London Calling. Um, I had actually gotten the import version. came out before it was released in the U.S. And uh, I had gone to Bleecker Bob's. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I was cooler than everybody else because nobody Obviously. else had it. <laughs> Obviously, uh, so yeah. This 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 even has a uh, this album includes lyric content, which may be offensive to some members of the public. Which I didn't wow. remember that they had to put that on this album. But uh, anyway, remember. another s- uh, sprawling double record uh, where I I literally would just sort of fixate on one side at a time. Oh, this is the best side, side one. Then mm-hmm. then side two. No, this is the best side. Side three. Yeah, that was, this is pretty good, too. Side four. Where, where, we take, how, do you, how do you rank the sides?
1: I'm about to do it right now. Hold on. Give me 10 seconds. I'm going to do it right now. I don't know it off the top of my head, which is a bummer because 20 years ago, I could have just done this in my head. I wouldn't have had to look at the track yeah. listing.
0: Uh, oh, shit. Want to read them off? Um,
1: I go definitely I think it's got to be side one. Two and three are kind of even. And then four is a little, you know. Yeah, I agree with with you about side four. Um, And that's if you include Train and Vane, which is kind of thrown on there.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I think uh, I rank side two above side one now. Um, yeah, side it, one is yeah, it's ingrained. So I don't,
1: I don't love Spanish bombs or the right profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Los Mark is okay. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Clampdown, I love Guns and Brixton, I love. Uh, whereas the first side, I like everything. Even you know, brand new Cadillac to cover. Uh, Jimmy Jazz is probably my least favorite, but I like it, and it's. It's super interesting, you know, with mm-hmm. all the horns. Yeah. And then the third one, I love Death or Glory. That's the first song I learned how to play on guitar. That's probably my favorite class song. Mm-hmm. And The Card Sheet, which I think is one of the most overlooked. I, I agree with it, you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? T- you t- never t- hear t- it brought up. I, it took me a while to come around to it. It's Yeah, it's a big production number for them. Yeah, the piano, and just keeps building and building. Yeah. And building. yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, that's overlooked.
1: Uh, but then like Wrong and Boyo and Coca-Cola, you know, fine. You know, you know I'm not sprinting to put those on. No, so, I like it, Wrong and Boyo. I mean, I,
0: I, yeah, I may be contradicting myself. I guess that's kind of jaunty that song. but It's jaunty. <laughs> but oh I, my, I like you
1: that. You're broiling yourself in your own bullshit. Yeah,
0: no, I, I just realized that uh, I was going to contradict myself because that oh, is a pretty jaunty song.
1: It's, I mean, I like it. It's a good to kind of bebop along to, but you know, I'm not gonna think of it to go put it on or anything. Uh-huh. Uh maybe the fourth side's a little better than I think. Revolution Rock is cool, I'm not down is cool. Four horsemen. Uh uh plug for four horsemen podcast. <laughs> Lovers rock. Uh fine. I don't know. I've never thought of that song in my life, so uh-huh. yeah. The first, the first, the first and second side are definitely strongest to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Next hum- up, hum- next hum- up,
0: I just flashed it. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, The River. Um, oh, another double album! Another Ooh. double album. You know, different styles of music from side to side. Uh, you got your rockers. You got your slow ballads. Um, yeah depressing songs <laughs> but uh i mean I, I was i was so uh born to run and, and darkness on the edge of town where i was in high school when those records came out and it was just overplayed everywhere you went you, you couldn't avoid New jersey that. in new jersey what <laughs> yeah it was it was unavoidable and i had to give those records distance before i could actually enjoy them mm-hmm. but when the river came out i was in co- i just started college and i was like oh this yeah this is interesting you know it's not just the huge anthems mm-hmm. the stadium anthems that you, you were getting um mm-hmm. a little more introspective at times so it, it kind of, that's I think that's where I got on board with being a Bruce Springsteen fan. I love the river, but the river is the greatest
1: example of, like, the outtakes. There's so many great outtakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I told you before, when uh, uh, Dave got me to join him on the E Street Radio, and mm-hmm. one of my things was I told what should have been the track listing for Born in the USA and the river. Uh-huh. You could swap out half the songs on the river, easy, right. with what I say would be a better album. Um, I got to track down whatever list I had, but uh, yeah, it's you made out my love. But then it's frustrating because it could have been better. But you know, obviously, I'm not Bruce Springsteen. What do I know? So, what are your thoughts on the outtakes? Could have been better. Like I, I understand his point where for this album he wanted to take the heaviness of you know uh darkness mix in a little bit of the maybe joy of going to run without it being hopeless and have a little bit of you know sometimes you can have a little party track like that's what sherry darling's for i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, some a little maybe a little too much of that but then again it's a long album
0: you do need some of that uh what are your thoughts on it could have been better with well i i remember the the box set for the river came with the single lp version it, it, that's you you had your own version yeah what did you, what did you think of that single version i, I, I didn't i've never
1: loved it. that like he's got like Janie, and always hard and cindy something i've never loved that either
0: uh yeah no i it didn't i didn't get that you know so i'm like no nah, that's that's not an improvement i mean no. ma- maybe you can when you uh get your uh blog post up you can uh, put a list in the comment section <laughs> in the comment yeah. section so people can see your uh mastermind uh playlist for the river right. and w- w- was your river two albums or was it uh did you cut it down to one i think it's two yeah it kind of down to one would be too much
1: for bruce to ask of me mike i can't <laughs> yeah. uh, i've done the white album down to one i think the river like i said it's been a hundred years that was uh-huh. 2004 i think or eight uh I'll, I'll go back and dig it up but yeah we can uh and maybe my mind has changed since then. Probably not.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Big RB b
1: fan. Al Green, greatest hits. Big Al Green fan. And uh, that's fine there. That's one of my, my biggest regrets. My two years living in Oxford, Mississippi, is he he preached at a church. I forget where. Uh, it was like 30 minutes away. Uh-huh. And uh I could never get anyone to go with me. uh uh-huh. I don't know why I didn't just go, but sometimes I would call the night before, the day before, say, is Al gonna be preaching this uh-huh. Sunday? Say yeah. yeah or no. And uh I just didn't want to go by myself for uh-huh. some reason. Yeah. Uh that's a bummer. I mean, he's not dead, maybe he still doesn't. This is twenty-five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh I wish I'd just gone to see him. Uh I mean, I there's nothing I like less. Than going to church, uh-huh. but if Al is doing it, uh, that's a regret. So I, yeah. I'm sorry I cut you off when you were. No, started.
0: but uh, yeah, no. If 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 I want to just hear some uh, R and I'll pull that record. I really like uh, his album, The Bell Album. Do you know that album at all? Mm. It's it's got like sort of acoustic guitar on there. It's a little different, um, but that's another very you know got a lot of plays for me. Um, yeah. so it was a toss up there, but the greatest hits, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Reverend now, sorry, buddy. We missed each other back then, like ships in the night.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. Steve Earl, guitar town. I guess I'll just announce these. Cause you never do. <laughs> we'll have to work on that in rehearsal. I like this in the corner.
0: They were actually plugging digital. It's digital. digital. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to two 2023. They're like, oh, I'm not getting this. This isn't yeah. from the original analog tapes. Huh. But um, strangely enough, and actually, this is a promo copy. You see the corner? Promo. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so is they,
1: that your the Steve Earl, or is it just one you've had the longest? Like
0: what's that? No, this is yeah, yeah this was the first Steve Earl record, and and was believe it exactly? or not. My my uh, introduction to Steve Earle came in Bleecker Bob's in Manhattan.
1: I don't believe when,
0: it. <laughs> one of the clerks was playing it. And I was like, wow, what is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, so it was unusual that you'd hear that type of music in Bleecker Bob's because usually they're playing, you know, pretty harsh music in there. Uh, punk rock. So to hear so to hear something like in uh Steve Earle playing there, I was like, what the hell is this? You know, caught my ear and then I became, yeah, another lifelong fan yeah. of an artist.
1: I, I didn't I didn't know Steve Earle until right before I moved to New York and everybody Will played me uh New York City off of uh El Corazon. Oh yeah, that's a good one. You know our buddy Will who thinks uh Wadi <laughs> is the most handsome man ever born? <laughs> uh, that, that will uh-huh. I was waiting, waiting to see him actually listen to this one time so he'll be like what <laughs> wait you you mentioned me uh-huh. um, so that, that was the first time and I still love El Corazon as a uh, yeah that's a great album Desert Island album yeah
2: uh-huh.
0: and then another artist self-titled
1: uh, Lucinda Williams love that album Lucinda Williams Beautiful album. Side of the Road is a slice of all time slices. Yeah, no, just Thank a
0: you. great, great record when it came out. You know, I so saw got you know lots of good reviews. Yeah, I picked it up, and um, again, another artist who I still follow to this day. Um, so you yeah. read her book? Did you read her it? book
1: recently? Did she survive it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she did survive. Um. But there you have it. Uh, More than uh, ten records I listen to the most. Uh, But um, maybe we'll do yours next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe
1: not. Maybe not. Not as much fun without the physical records, which might. Well,
0: I might have them. You know, like I said, if I get the list, you probably do. To be honest, yeah. I mean, Uh, there's a there's a couple. You'll probably throw me a couple curves. I'm thinking that I may not have, or maybe I have the CD.
1: I mean, you can probably guess most of them. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Yeah,
0: but we'll we'll give it a shot next week, and uh, we'll see if we can pick up some uh, new, you know, higher ratings with uh, this week's installment. Boy, you you worried about the ratings, Mike? What what are you hearing? <laughs> what are you hearing from corporate? I'm hearing the marketing team. The numbers are good. I'm not saying the numbers aren't good. There's there's been an uptick, but I wanna I wanna keep the momentum going. You got to keep wow. trying. Trying new things. We can't get stale. I don't want to get stale.
1: That's interesting you say the numbers are up because, uh, you know, I keep hearing, oh, the money's going back into the show. But <laughs> I look behind you and our beloved Coors Light sign <laughs> seems to have been replaced by a classical, classic Edward Hopper painting.
0: Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. Because a penny I'm and then
1: try- all of a sudden you're getting this fancy artwork. Yeah, it's an original. So- just interesting. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not accusing you. It's of an anything.
0: original. Yeah, you didn't know I'm a, I was an art collector.
1: No, I didn't know you had millions of dollars. So that's. I'm not <laughs> no, accusing.
0: I'm, I'm trying to class up the show. You know. Yeah the the court the Coors Light sign has run its course.
2: Yeah, it's um, not as
0: cute anymore. We're all grown up. <laughs> and it's heavy. You know. I you know I just wanted to get it out of there. So this heavy. is some of some of the oh, artwork wall, from uh, my Bayonne apartment is come down that, down to Howell. And I've swapped out the uh, Coors Light sign. See you, Coors Light. <laughs> I'm trying. I think I'm going to bring it over to my friends. Uh, maybe uh, he'll find some space for it. He's a is Coors friend, Light fan. Is your friend a 16 year old high school boy?
1: He's <laughs> trying to. Yeah, no, cool? he's
0: he's that's going to be his reaction when I suggest it to him. Uh, but uh, maybe I can is talk. He him looking to it.
1: get some high school kids partying hard.
0: <laughs> he can put it in the window of his house. Uh-huh. Hello, ladies. So this week we went back to the pineapple dish. Yes. You opted for pineapple chicken. I opted for pineapple shrimp. Oh, I thought you
1: were doing chicken too. I thought we said pineapple chicken.
0: No, I'm I'm trying to rehabilitate the shrimp. After that horrible coconut shrimp experience, uh I want to I want to restore my faith in shrimp. I don't know if that was the shrimp's fault to be honest <laughs> judging from that picture yeah it was it was hideous though yeah I, I don't yeah. want to be traumatized by that that dish yeah it was now, bad. you know how they say you know you got to just get back if you, you back know, on get, the shrimp get, get back on the shrimp that's what I'm trying to do here back on the shrimp I'm back on the shrimp I'm right so, at that point. so how was your pineapple chicken it was
1: good I, I think I'm coming to realize I think I like pineapple <laughs> I still rave about the pineapple fried rice. Right. Um, oh, shit. I didn't take a picture, but it looked what? just like the picture in the app. So I'll send that. But it was just very simple cubes of breaded chicken. Slightly uh-huh. wasn't too bad. Uh, with some coconut chunks, a light drizzle, wasn't pineapple too, chunks. Pineapple chunks. Okay wasn't goop, but like a drizzle of i guess pineapple i guess a syrup kind of drizzle wasn't a yeah. goop. yeah
0: uh it was really good uh yeah. snow peas did you have snow peas
1: mm. no okay i had like scallions. didn't have uh didn't have a lot maybe that's why i like there were no mushrooms no nonsense <laughs> very straightforward uh-huh. uh, I, I liked it yeah you know, it's not sexy yeah uh Maybe uh all food shouldn't be that sexy. Uh-huh. Maybe sexy should be for other things, uh-huh. not food. Uh yeah, per- perfectly delightful. No complaints. <laughs> I, I i don't know if I'll like I love the pineapple fried rice and I like this a lot. Uh-huh. But I don't know if the call ever goes out if I'm ever gonna order it, think to order it instead of my beloved egg food young.
0: Yeah. Now uh mine was fine. It it was it was different. Uh Mine came with a lot of snow peas, what I used to call pea pods. I've mm-hmm. corrected myself, and you've evolved working, i'm working working on editing all the previous podcasts where I called it pea pods i'm gonna
1: that's a different thing
0: <laughs> no, they are the same thing, but oh I, is
1: is that is that money going to your fancy paintings and you hiring some kid <laughs> to go through and edit your <laughs> everything terrible you say
0: yeah, well, that's what you know. We want it That's to be. Going. We, we want this thing to be as correct as possible with the terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so mine was. Uh, it was almost too ma- too many uh, snow peas. I mean, it was it was it was too much. Um, the shrimp were nice sized. The pineapples were abundant, but not quite as abundant as the snow peas. And there was this, yeah, syrupy sauce is a good description. It was maybe a little heavier than I would have liked.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: thought a a light, maybe even lemony sauce would have been really nice. But it was it was a little heavy. Did it um, taste like pineapple? Well, yeah, I guess the pineapple being in the sauce, you get a little uh, acid. Little, you're right, a little lemon would have been... Uh... It would have been nice with a go go for the whole, full citrus uh, thing, you know? Full sit. <laughs> Mike Liz, go for the full sit. Yeah. But uh, it was enjoyable. And uh, the shrimp were de- delightful, as you say. Um, uh, I'll be able to get two meals out of it. It would have been too much to eat the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, I give it like a solid 7, 7.5 in there but yeah I, I probably wouldn't go back to it um yeah i think there's other shrimp dishes i would prefer over this one what is it with you and shrimp
1: is shrimp actually your favorite <laughs> over chicken or do you do the shrimp every week now just to stick it to me well as, you, as your people rally around you and want to hate on me <laughs> because i don't love shrimp
0: is that you're trying to rally the troops i want to cover as much of the menu as possible so where there's an opportunity for me to do a seafood version while you're doing your chicken, uh, I'm going to go for, for it. This way we cover more more uh, area, more uh, terrain.
2: All right.
0: Because, you know, if, if, I, if I even sense for a moment you're using shrimp to stick it to me,
1: <laughs> that's
0: war, brother. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. I, I'm I'm looking at some of the future things that we haven't done, and there's a lot of seafood stuff. We haven't done a a lobster dish. I I mean, I'm assuming lobster is just as uh, off base with you as shrimp, right? Yeah, it's equally as disgusting. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. But I mean, I I've had I've had no problem swapping out shrimp for uh-huh. good stuff. So yeah. lobster may be different because. I feel like things are built for a lobster that are built for lobster. Mm-hmm. Might be tricky. Uh, but yeah, I'd give this, this is perfectly on my list of dishes I enjoyed. If it popped up, I'd be happy. Uh, I would have, to, it would take an effort to think of it uh, if I'm just randomly ordering mm-hmm. Chinese food. But, but yeah, i I give it a 7-2.
0: Okay. That's respectable. Speaking you know, of uh, disgusting, I feel
1: like I've had a good run lately. I feel like I've liked most of the dishes. Lately. Am I crazy or? No, I think you have. Yeah. Look at me. Here, <laughs> We're all evolving and optimizing.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. To evolve the human race. But, and get, uh,
1: get fancy art up on your wall. But right now
0: please. the next story is going to uh set back the human race. Oh god. Uh, did you this is uh food in Tales the news? Of Mike. Food in the news. Food in the news. Did did you see the story? And this guy... All right. This This poor bastard. This poor bastard is going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. Uh, Did you see the story about the realtor accused of sipping milk from a seller's fridge?
2: Mm -mm.
0: So, yeah. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people have security cameras in their house. Yeah. And uh, I guess this realtor is selling this house. The owners weren't there at the time. And he uh, he popped into their fridge. He popped into their fridge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He grabbed a carton of milk and took a sip. The problem with that
1: is I got no problem. I'm not above. I'm doing work at your house. Pop in, check out your fridge but really? and I, I love milk. Really? Okay. I love milk. Like at my old job where we used, they used to have big thing was cereal. And I worked with a lot of young people, young people. I don't think drink milk and every day, like two or three in the afternoon, I'd get a glass of milk and they would look at me like I was an alien farting in church. <laughs> uh, so I for, I love milk, but it's one of those things I wouldn't trust if I'm just in some random person's fridge for some reason. It, that for some reason seems
0: gross. Yeah. Well, there is a date. You, you know, usually you can check the date at least.
1: Uh just something about other people's milk. I don't okay. know if because hey, let's assume if there's a guy living there, somebody's been drinking from the <laughs> girl, okay. ladies. I hate to break it to you. Every time your guy gets a chance, he's chugging the milk <laughs> from the can. From uh-huh. the jug. Yeah. I'll tell you, I promise you. So you got to de- deal with that first of all. There's probably somebody's lips been all, <laughs> all over the milk. Uh-huh. Uh, and you get a backwatch. this. just something about milk sitting in someone else's fridge. Uh, I don't trust. So yeah. I don't, I would not do that, but. I'm not saying I'm. If you got an Arnold Palmer sitting there in the fridge, (laughs) I've been out cutting your grass. I'm hot. Arnold Palmer. When did you start drinking that? Hey, things aren't just good for you, Mike. (laughs) All right,
0: Arnold Palmer.
1: Yeah, Arnold Palmer. I told you about my date with destiny. uh, When uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a little bit of entitlement (laughs) at restaurants. Okay. Usually, even I'm ordering cheeseburger. I have to do the whole, I present them with the menu. Uh, may I please have a, a cheeseburger? I'm, is the chef going to yell at me? Uh, so we're at, we're at some place and a buddy of mine is like, I'm going to get an Arnold Palmer. And I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, they don't have an Arnold Palmer on the menu. And he's like, and this is a this is a uh, a marina, type, yeah. like a restaurant on a, so I, a lot of people in boats. So yeah. it's, and he's like, "No, nah, don't worry about it. They'll have it. And I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" I was like, and so he, he's like, he's like, just just tell him you want an ono Palmer. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Okay, man from Looney Tunes land." <laughs> so, so the waitress comes and I, and I I totally choke and I do a whole like, you know, is it possible? Do you guys have an ono Palmer? And, uh, you know, it's half tea, half an And, uh, of course, she's, and she's like, all right. Uh, goes my buddy. He doesn't even look up. He doesn't even look at her. <laughs> He's just looking ahead of whatever. He goes, Arnold Palmer. She's like, boom, got it. Great. So that's what I learned. So everywhere I'm at now, I don't look at the menu. I just say, when they say, what would you like to drink? I say, Arnold Palmer, please.
0: <laughs> but When did you get the taste for Arnold Palmer, though? I mean, that's kind of. I, the only the only reason i know about it is we used to sell it at uh the pnc place and you know some of the stadiums i worked at i, I just started seeing all these ipas were popular mm-hmm. and then this arnold palmer and then of course the white claw came in we mm-hmm. went through the white claw craze uh, but arnold palmer i was like what the hell is this you know yeah um uh, how yeah, did you so, get a taste for that? Somebody offered you one, and you were like, "This is delicious, Or
1: I think I had never heard of it until I remember my first job in Manhattan guy that used to run out garrett lunches for free. I uh, brought me one one day, and I was like, "Wow, half lemonade, half tea <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so through the O Palmer, I have worked up the confidence at a restaurant. Now, I still walk them through. Like, I'm imagining there's a cheeseburger. You know, I, I assume they're going to yell at me, Hey, idiot, I know mm-hmm. what a cheeseburger. You can just say cheeseburger.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like they're going to go, What? What is this? A yeah. oh. So every time, ever since that, and that's been like a year, every restaurant I go to, I don't look at the menu. I just say, All on Palmer, please. Mm-hmm. And either one of three things happen they were Palmer, great, or they say no, or they don't know if they have it. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it is, but from my confident tone, of you'll find out. What's they, that? My my tone of entitlement. Oh. They assume they must have one. Okay, because yeah. I want it. You're so, speaking
0: for, with such authority,
1: such confidence. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, I must be losing my mind. I, we must have one. And then if they come back and say. Hey, idiot, we don't have an Arnold Palmer. Okay. Well, that's fine. But I forget why I started talking about an Arnold Palmer being the basis of my <laughs> rejuvenation.
0: Well, we were talking about this, this poor a bastard restaurant. who got caught sipping milk right, right, from right. a stranger's house he was selling. Any, he also, any, anything but milk.
1: Milk but, is gross to drink from a stranger's house. Yeah.
0: So, so this poor guy, uh, not only did he, he get, you know, humiliated with this footage of him sipping milk. Um, he lost his job and now he's been fined over $15,000, which (laughs) that sounds extreme. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Would you have have
1: reported this guy? Like if you were the owners,
0: what's that? Would you have reported this guy and gotten him fired? You know what? I wouldn't have. No, you're right. I mean, you know. Human beings are capable of doing things, and and like you say, as as somebody who's lived alone most of his life,
2: Thank I you. do
0: chug chug milk. It's yes. kind of like one less dish for me to clean. Yeah, <laughs> but but here's here's something that gave me pause, though. There, I have a question too after the, after you. Okay, there were a couple factoids thrown into this article that I'm questioning, and, and I'm curious what you think. They said there, there was a study done at Clemson University in 2009 that felt that found that milk drunk directly from the container has eight times the number of bacteria floating in it versus milk poured in cups. Does that make any sense to you? Are are they are well, they, they factoring in backwash from your mouth is that?
1: Yeah, that's the first question because that would be obvious. But if it's like breaking news it must be something else. Uh, cuz you'd assume backwash makes it
0: Yeah, bad. but there's backwash when you're sipping out of a cup, no? I mean you, you, your mouth is I got touching to worry about someone else's
1: backwash. Maybe. Okay. All right. I
0: mean it yeah, that it's so just throw... make sense, though.
1: It's like just what changes from of... a jug to your glass?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other than other than someone Chugging
0: it, drinking from backwash. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then the other fact which I question is, milk drunk straight from the container will spoil faster. What? How, yeah. In how your how does how does that how does that work? That makes no sense, Mike. That's what was in this article. The only thing I could think of, well, maybe you have the top off longer when you're chugging.
2: For Instead just, of
0: just for, second, for like, how
1: long are you chugging? An
0: hour? Well, you, you know, if you're eating something while you're chugging, you know, you
2: have yeah, a couple. No of, sense.
0: You have a couple cookies. You know, both of
1: those scenarios, whatever, make no sense. Yeah, I,
2: I'm I calling this
1: garbage.
0: <laughs> but I thought I was going crazy. I didn't make any sense to me these things.
1: No, you you're right. It doesn't make sense. But I'm wondering how they found out, as in. Every time they leave the house, does this do these people come back and check the footage from the cameras? Mm-hmm. Or did they come back and say, wait a minute, this milk is looks like it's a millimeter lower than when we left. Better go check the tapes, honey. Like, how does that work?
0: Yeah. <laughs> how did it get us? You know? No, I, I have a feeling just having uh, a stranger in your house, you know, people are sort of naturally suspicious because you've seen so many horrible things. That people do when the owners of a house aren't there so yeah everybody's paranoid that there's some lunatic on the loose in their house even though but, they've g- given this guy permission to be in the house he's selling yeah. the house
1: it, and if, if you're so paranoid and worried about that then you go check security footage uh number one you have less of a life than me which is remarkable <laughs> and uh-huh. Uh, wouldn't you be kind of happy then? That's the worst that happened. He drank some milk that you would just throw out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, the dollar forty nine off his invoice.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you, you being, could,
1: Oh, thank God! All he did was chug some milk. Well,
0: that's Great. what you you could bring it up if he, you know, apparently the house sold like a week later or something. Uh, yeah, they they could have brought it up then. When he when he wants his uh one per, whatever he, what do they get ten percent or whatever, he he you could bargain that down, you know. Do, do a little bit of extortion there, you know. <laughs> do a little bit of extortion on the way out. Hey, we got this tape of you. Uh, by the way, we've got this tape of you chugging milk out of our fridge. How about now, knocking now, down what? your commission?
1: Now, now what you have to come watch Beverly Hills with me, or else uh, I'll tell. <laughs> I mean, how much of a shitheel would you feel <laughs> that you you're the reason this guy got fired
0: because he drank some of your milk? Fired and fifteen thousand dollar fine. That's crazy. This is Canada, so maybe uh that Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you're bearing the lead, Mike. With their newly
1: almost single. Prime maybe Minister. that's part of it. You know. Uh I hate this couple or whoever owns uh. this house. Uh I don't want to say I hope their next house burns down. Actually I do. I hope they're not in it, but they deserve some shitty karma cuz that's mm-hmm. that's
0: shit. <laughs> if I may be so eloquent. Yeah. I mean it, it, you know, I did come across, you know, again every week there's some uh TikTok influencer in the we news. Love you TikTok. <laughs> there is a there is a speaking of chugging there's a chugging influencer. And this is a guy who just can Badland's Booker. He he takes on chugging, chugging challenges, and he can down large volumes of liquid in a short period of time. Um where do is you stand? Badlands
2: Booker? <laughs> no,
1: it's not. I know he no. holds the record for like some of that stuff.
0: Oh, does he? Okay. So you're 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 familiar with the chugging uh, crowd? I mean it's not as exciting as
1: food, uh-huh. but I've seen it, okay, yeah.
0: So what are you saying? No, but c- can you chug? Is there anything you can chug? Have you? Uh... Uh, let's
1: see, I can chug a, a exhaust pipe. Uh, no. I mean, I chug like a normal person, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't think I'm breaking any records. But you,
0: you never know? thought like, hey, you know, I can realize mean, that. Def- beer
1: bongs back in my day, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I've never tried the uh, can I chug an entire milk or whatever in an mm-hmm. hour or you know, what about you? Sounds like sounds like you posed pose po- pose the question just so in return you can brag. So I can ask you. No, oh no, my, I I how much of a not... chugger are you? You go, <laughs> oh funny you ask. I'm no. the junior national champion of chugging.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I have no experience in the uh, chugging world. Um, you know, the worst thing I've gotten, you know, sometimes in the summer, you know, uh, I get back from a job or whatever and, uh, I'd be, you know, just in a bad, you know, and you just want a beer real, real bad, you know, and I call it gulping because usually I sip a beer, you know, I'm not in a, in a hurry. What's the rush. (laughs) What's the rush. But there were times when, you know, it was just, uh, I needed a cold beverage real fast and I would find myself what I call gulping, not chugging. But, uh, that's, that's as close as I come to uh, chugging.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I probably gulping is probably how I just normally drink. Mm -hmm. I'm a barnyard animal, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I've never felt compelled to see how much I can chug. Mm -hmm. uh,
0: I wanted to congratulate you on your uh, video. Uh, did it get any traction? I thought it was well produced.
1: Zero. <laughs> Nobody gets a
0: fuck.. Uh-huh. I tried to promote it. I I, 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 I I don't know if you've noticed what I do cause you're you're banging out <laughs> the egg foo what tweets and then the Xmas time tweets. So on one day, I'll retweet the egg foo what tweet? Then the next Love day, it. I do. I try to stagger it, so I'm I'm trying to right. max out the 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 audience that sees this particular tweet. I thought I thought that video was well done. You. Uh, you beat me to it. I thought I was gonna. I keep dragging it out. I've I've got that Hormel sitting in my cupboard. <laughs> let it loose, Mike. Set it <laughs> free. Let it loose. Yeah,
1: it's on Main Street. Well, let let, it, let me tell you something, by the way. Number one. Number one. That and that Hitler parody video a couple weeks ago that was brilliant. Yeah, no, that was great too. Yeah. That came, that came and went, nobody could have given less of a fuck. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm like dancing, doing whatever for for, for these people. Nothing.
0: Uh, yeah. So. All we can I'm not, do. I'm not going to threaten
2: that. I'm going <laughs> to.
0: All we can uh, do is keep putting it out there in the world. And maybe one day, probably when we're long gone, somebody will discover the brilliance of Big Foo What. We'll be and Emily it's, Dickinson. It's very... dead for for 100 years
1: before anybody gives a shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Emily Dickinson. That's a good segue for me. Have
1: you but ever me, read. Hold on one second.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, that, the
1: Hormel cheese thing, not only made for brilliant cinematography that nobody cares about, and I even made it in Marvel. I mean, it was fantastic i had to throw it away because i tore through half of it Half, it was, okay
0: it was incredible i'm okay. not even joking i was just gonna say did anybody else enjoy it with you and uh i was by myself so yeah okay <laughs>
1: It i'm not ju- it was fantastic uh-huh. i'm definitely making it again
0: I, I i didn't remember the detail where you added the uh cheese on top uh oh, the, mozzarella, hey. the mozzarella and the mexican cheese Um, layer 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 (laughs) layer. little smiley
1: face on the top yeah no it
0: was it was was cute you know i thought it was great you're you're doing some
1: good work not good enough for the fans though they don't care (laughs) just like the the last maybe they're
0: they're they enjoy it but yeah maybe they're tired when they saw it and just tired oh they're
1: all coming in from the hit that like button hit that
0: like button to retweet uh but um yeah, I thought I thought it was just the the hornell and the uh, and the Its. Come on, uh, so I, next so, level! You got a next level there. Yeah, bro. no, I, I I don't have the mozzarella in my fridge, so I, I'm gonna have to uh, pick up a couple items if I'm gonna do it the way you did it.
1: We should be in, We should be getting sponsored by Wegmans.
2: I gave <laughs> them plenty of.
0: <laughs> you have, yeah. You have. So Thank you me. mentioned. Uh, Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson, famous American writer. Um, I just picked up the uh, Charles Portis. Oh, this fizzle. Oh, Charles Portis just they they he just finally got the uh, Library of America treatment, collected works. It's got his five novels and stories and other writings. Uh, so it's a great bargain. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like about these books, the Library of America, um, they'll have a chronology in the back of mm-hmm. the uh, writer's life, and they're interesting. I, I like to I like to read the chronologies,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so I I read this Charles Portis chronology, and he mentions a book that literally I guess it was the book that inspired him. He he called it a revelation. Was it Williamsburg Rats? <laughs> good yeah i mean i i want you to slip in your 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 plugs as often as possible always i want you to benefit <laughs> how are those sales going are they up or well, okay,
1: slow you, to non-existent slow a few. To very okay. slow. well
0: it's a slow good in, summer I book yeah we should have plugged it as a summer book take it to the beach no, that's true yeah you know sure. <laughs> take it it's a beach book it is a beach book uh But anyway, Uh,
1: uh, where was our marketing department when
0: we needed (laughs) that before the summer started? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Charles Portis mentions that uh, the book uh, Look Homeward, Angel by Thomas Wolfe. Mm -hmm. I see. What what (laughs) was an inspiration for him? Have you read uh, that book? No, I never got into Thomas Wolfe. I, I don't know. I think, I think you would like it. I mean, I've, I'm only like four chapters in, I mean, I bought this book a long time ago and then, then I saw some criticism of him that, um, you know, that he's kind of a, uh, uh, how would you say? Douche. <laughs> no, maybe just that he, he's, he sort of, uh, he overwrites, you know, he just, I guess sort of the same slam that uh, Jack Kerouac sort of gets, you know, he's not, he's not a stylist. He, he's just cramming everything in there. Uh, yeah. But I thought that's a style that you liked. I thought you like, you know, you know, sentences with curly cues on them and yeah. kind, kind of uh, go, know going, what, going curly for, cues.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, curly going, for bro, going for broke, you know, stuffing these sentences uh, and, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting so far i mean the, the first three paragraphs i read it and i'm like what the fuck is he talking about i didn't know what he was you know The they li- the, literally the first three paragraphs i'm like oh my god is this whole book going to be like this because i did not w- know what the hell he's talking about but then it kind which of settled book? settles my down mind. i mean it's a you know uh, a story of uh, a young man actually the book is very autobiographical which one uh, is it? What's
1: the name of it i'm gonna write it down
0: look homeward angel
1: and then forget it. Oh, look. Right
0: <laughs> it goes on my list of things I'm going to write down saying I'm going to look it up later and then I immediately forget. But I mean, uh, it's it's set in North Carolina. The author's from North Carolina. Um, and, you know what uh, I don't like Southern literature? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, William Faulkner actually praised him to the skies.
1: Strike then, one.
0: Then, <laughs> then he came back and sort of qualified his statement when I guess other critics weren't responding in kind. Mm. but it's interesting so far. I mean, he's doing stuff and you're like, really, you know, there's like, I just read a chapter where he's trying to uh, give you the per- perspective of uh, the, the main character as a two year old. So he he's just sort of giving you this sort of impressionistic perspective of just, how an infant might respond to all the overload of stimuli with faces, you know, trying to cheer them up. It's interesting. Right. Yeah, anyway, I had some technical difficulties there. Um, but as I was saying, he, he's sort of trying all these different things. Um, it reminded me a bit of a book by Ken Kesey, um, sometimes a great notion. This mm-hmm. was one of uh, Ope's favorite books.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, ever read that Ope, one? Brother-in-law of Wadi,
1: who everybody will says is the most handsome man ever. <laughs> uh, I like how you brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this, this the last year or two. I'm trying to ease my way into more contemporary fiction. Not contemporary, but mm-hmm. although I am just now finishing Oliver Twist, but. I'm trying to read more books written in the last century, so I should read *The Homeward Angel*. Yeah, I, I think I'm not you reading might... Ken Kesey because I'm not a hippie on acid. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm not sitting around listening to *The Grateful Dead*. Reading Ken Kesey, uh-huh. asking, "Do you see see the same blue that I see?"
0: I think you might like Thomas Wolfe. Um, yeah, he, you know, the the way the way the way it reminded me of sometimes a great notion. There, there's a part in uh that book where ken kesey tries to uh give you the perspective of a dog <laughs> and it's like um, yeah it, it, it's kind of it's out there you know but he's he's trying and I, felt he the sa- I felt the same way about thomas wolf here um mm-hmm. but uh did you but you didn't finish Look Homeward Angel? No, I'm just I'm I'm just starting on it. But right. it, yeah, I'm gonna commit to it. I I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with this. I tend to like writers from the early part of the twentieth century. You know, yeah. I you know, Frank Norris, um, uh Theodore Dreiser, you know, you 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 liked his books. I like Dreiser,
2: um, yeah. You know,
0: I kinda like that period, you know, or just sort of the writers were very ambitious, uh trying to, you know, uh sinclair lewis right i mean uh some of those guys um any
1: any scenario where men are always having their hats blocked (laughs)
0: or getting a new collar for their shirt Uh Uh i love that um did you ever read uh mcteague Mm. frank norris that's a great book
1: now how does this tie into emily dickinson
0: just an american writer Oh. Wow, I gotta I gotta get my segues where I can, Greg. You know, I, if you mention some human, this way this way the segues aren't too awkward. You know, you mention well, a writer, and then I talk about a writer. It's like we're still flowing. You know, fellow human being.
1: You yeah. know, speaking of her though, uh that was a great. It ended like a year ago. uh Series on Apple TV, Emily Dickinson. Did you see see that Dickinson? I don't think I did. No great show. It's a little, I I thought it'd be annoying because it's a little anachronistic. It'd be like, you know, obviously said back then, but they'd use, sometimes they'd use updated terminology Uh or the music, but it was really great. And Jane Krakowski, I think it's just in it, was hysterical. She should have won all the awards. Uh, Nice, quiet, funny, very well done. The main is uh Haley steinfeld stanfield from i think she was in true grit she's fantastic everybody's in it, great
0: what's uh, the title Dick- again dickinson just dickinson it, this is a pbs uh apple tv oh apple, came TV. Out, oh, apple tv came out a couple
1: of years ago i think there were two seasons maybe three uh, uh really good
0: really? really okay yeah i hadn't, hadn't heard of that at all well, crack a book no. open so I'll learn something. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Crack, crack a book open? I
1: mean, that's, that's watching TV.
0: You're not TV, which, now. That's you watching TV, which, which is your specialty. TV about a writer. Yes, okay.
2: So,
0: so, so you got smarter while watching TV. That's, well, I am reading Oliver Twist, so... Oh, okay. That's in your face. <laughs>
1: um, much, much better than... Like, last year, I tried... I couldn't get through... 200 pages of bleak house before having to give up Uh uh-huh this is much more enjoyable so
0: okay um what was i gonna say yeah emily emily dickinson hasn't gotten the library of america treatment yet i don't know who's running her estate i mean she's got the one collection right every i guess that that's the one. you know that's the monopoly on emily dickinson that one one volume of collected poems or whatever Mm -hmm. um so i guess her estate doesn't want to give that up um, or or you know they want to hold out for more money from uh, the Library of America, which is a nonprofit, which is like you know they they don't mind uh, Apple TV. They're buck they busloads of cash. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess they yeah they broke the bank with that. Yeah,
1: it's like so. uh, I'm sorry, but she's 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 incredibly lucky to have got you know been discovered at all. So maybe not be so
0: persnickety. Yeah somebody wants to hear from her maybe mm-hmm. let them hear from her i mean i've liked a, a few of her poems but i, I can't say i'm an, a, a huge fan or anything but she's an interesting um character i mean she was pretty much lived as a, like a shut-in for the most part right got it yeah. yeah i mean she, she died relatively young how old
1: Ah, uh, shit i don't know i don't know if she was 30 Thomas Wolf.
0: Yeah, Thomas Wolf, yeah, Thomas Wolfe was only like thirty seven I think Is that right? yeah, he had a he had a short life. he he huh. died of uh, pneumonia uh, out in Oregon or something.
1: highly recommend Dickinson on Apple TV,
0: okay Well, I think that just about does it. i
1: can I tell you something super weird that happened to me?
0: okay. So,
1: you remember 20 years ago, I was hopelessly in love with a young lady mm-hmm. uh, who didn't return as much love. Right, Wanted to, but I was a loser living like I lived and looking back. It's a miracle I got any time with her. But anyway, so one of my memories of her, and I, I allude to this in my first novel williamsburg rats which you can purchase for only 11.99 on amazon.com uh sometimes i would follow i would go shopping with her and back when you're courting a young lady you have to go clothes shopping with her pretend you give a shit and mm-hmm. and so one day I, we're in this place this uh, department store called Z- zara's. Mm-hmm. zara's zara's uh-huh. zara's Z A R A. that's what i mean. That's and I'm holding a deli. her bag while she's trying something on. And I'm like, well, this is perfect. Like, this is what it's become.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In the friend zone. I'm holding her bag. Right now, my high school football coach is going to come walking through. Just look at me <laughs> and go, I knew it. <laughs> so I've always had this stuck-in-my-head Zara's. So uh, for some reason, yesterday, I was walking through the train. And I realized there's a Zara's right there. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't spoken with this young lady in, I mean, it's probably been at least 10 years, I haven't seen her in 15. So we mm-hmm. she moved away, we drifted <laughs> off, it's fine. And I looked at it for some reason, I took a picture and I was like, gee, I haven't spoken with this young lady. <laughs> I'm so mysterious, but I feel like I should just take a picture of this for, I don't know why cut to today or yesterday in a crossword puzzle guess what pops up as the answer to a clue zero zara's. Zara's. <laughs> zara's zara's zara's
0: zara's <laughs> i think there's a i think there's a deli or something called zara's
1: so i'm like whoa this is creepy there's something in the universe telling me i should reach out okay like, no, nobody wants to hear from me. You know, we've, we've gone our <laughs> separate ways. Uh-huh. No big, you know. Uh now, and plus another thing is she's never been on social media.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Never for her. Never,
1: never did it. Guess who popped up today as having recently uh, newly joined Facebook? And it's one of these you may know, or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zara's, uh-huh. took a picture of it for some reason, Yeah, pops up as the answer in a crossword puzzle I was doing,
0: uh-huh.
1: and all of a sudden, this person who I associate this clothing department store, which I would normally wouldn't know exists, like all the others to me, all of a sudden pops up on social media for the first time. Wow. Is this crazy?
0: Did she friend you? No. I don't know. I don't know if she knows I'm, you know. Well, you, you, you're telling me you didn't even send a friend request? No, I will. Oh, all right. Well, uh, what are you waiting for? I'm I'm being cool. The, 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 <laughs> the universe is giving you all these signals.
1: This is, this is the and, one. And you didn't follow married,
0: through. She's married. Oh, okay. Well, that's no. all right. You could be friendly with somebody. But she no. is the
1: young lady. I've said that word a lot. For whom I made the mixtape we talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Six months or whatever. The greatest mixtape of all time.
0: Well, that could be, you could say, we talked about my my greatest mixtape of all time. You might find it humorous. Cheat money. <laughs> uh, so I feel
1: like I'm usually not a things happen. With, seems a bit odd. What do you make
0: of this, Dr. Mike? No, I think, like you said, all the signals are being received and you didn't follow through. Well, it, it just it, didn't follow through. It just happened. Well, if you saw it, your immediate response was to send her a request. Despite so, her her marital status, you can be friends. She was part of your life at one time. Of course. Yeah. I guess I was just sprinting breathlessly to see what Mike thought. <laughs> Is this life advice? Did I just give my first life advice? No, I have one picked out. Do you? Are we going to do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. See how I worked that segue in there? Oh shit. <laughs> I don't have it queued up, it's on right. my We can we, we can get it next week. You're okay. you're getting some feedback. I've I've seen you put putting it out there. Um Yeah, well,
1: yeah, it's, it's not a video I've slaved over for hours, so people <laughs> notice it. So. People care about that. Uh huh. Yeah. all right
0: uh, i'll ask you if you got a fortune cookie
1: my streak <laughs> of fortune cookies is over or it still continues those, i, the I guess the I question
0: now is when's the last time you got one when's the last time i got one it's been a while people are asking me about what's going on with greg and the fortune cookies
1: are, are they really they
0: are oh
1: these <laughs> secret sidebars
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah. well this this is for you if if, if you would have gotten this can you read it? It's hard to read. Blurry. Can't read a dog. Don't just think, act.
1: Mike, you and your little Chinese fortune cookie are an inspiration.
0: <laughs> there you go. It, it's all it's all coming together for you, Greg. You see the visual. <laughs> what, what? I see. <laughs> what
1: what if what if what if she's trying the universe is trying to get through to me to tell me that she's god forbid divorced or well yeah yeah, you
0: just you you can't you can't think outside the realm of what's happening so here's here's another i wouldn't i I wouldn't wish that on her so yeah how's 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 this how's this maybe she's got some friends she can introduce you to
1: don't care no Okay. Well, she doesn't live here. So. Uh
2: huh.
0: Okay. Where'd she live? Very far away. Anyway. Far away. Yeah. Far away. Okay. What's your what's your fortune? Well, that was the fortune. Don't just think. Oh, right. Don't just act. don't just think. Act. All right. That's my that's Again, my advice to you.
1: Not a fortune,
0: but yes, that is good. <laughs>
1: Timely advice. Uh-huh. From, from Uncle Mike
0: came through okay i want to thank everybody for listening hit that subscribe button hit the like buttons and uh we appreciate you tuning in every week that's right
1: thanks everybody for listening do what mike said with the hit and subscribe etc and uh we'll talk to you soon
2: bye